Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. I'm Annie Wagoner, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, subscribing. If you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes and offer a rating and a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you are interested or perhaps you know of someone else who is interested in being a guest on my podcast, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. My website is currently under construction. However, you can still find me on Facebook and on Instagram at Core Nourishment. So today, episode 24, I had the enormous privilege of sitting with a dear friend of mine, Tara Hamer. She is an artist behind the camera, a brilliant photographer in the Seacoast area, is creative, such a big heart. She's bold and so passionate about her work and what she does and offers through her work. She does wedding photography, family portraits, and dove into the birth and creation of now being able to do birth photography, which was her dream. It is so incredible. Please tune in and listen. If you haven't already heard of Tara or you don't know her story, it was incredible just to sit here with her and learn more. And I could feel her, just such her joy and her energy around what she does. It lit me up. So cool. Um, You can find her at tarafotography.com. And on Facebook, she also offers a VIP mama's group, a private group to connect with other mothers. Tune in, enjoy, feel inspired. Excited to have Tara Hamer of Tara Photography here with me today. Um, it's wild, Tara. When I think about the first time we met, I think you were one of the first people I met when I moved to Dover, and it just like you were such a bright light in my life right away. We became good friends talking about the yeah. name Jack because yeah, you thought if you guys had kids and you wanted to name your yeah. son Jack, it would be Jack Hammer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody um, mispronounces it Hammer, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. Cooler. It does sound cool. Yeah. I like it. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I, I often reflect on meeting you and so grateful for um, you in my life and our friendship, even though life has gotten quite busy since that yeah. <laughs> that first time. Um, and yeah, for all the listeners out there, Tara is a brilliant photographer. She captures like such joy and just essence of moments in such a beautiful way um, from being a wedding photographer to now um, doing birth photography, which I can't wait to dive into mm-hmm. and hear more yeah. about. Um, but your creativity and your passion and come alive like through your photography and it's so clear that you are lit up by what you do thank you yeah Yeah. so I want to know like the first question is when did you when you were a child did you love taking photographs or what like when what's that aha that first moment that you realized like this is something I really enjoy yeah that's a good place to start um Well, I come from a family of artists um, and writers. So everybody in my family growing up did some sort of art that either they did it just for themselves or as as a job. Um, But they all paint and sculpt and draw and or and my dad was a poet, but he also was a um, he could he could draw well um and I really couldn't do I could write but I really couldn't do any of the other artistic things I tried Mm. um and then my senior year at Holderness I took um beginner photography um with Franz who is actually just retiring this year um and I really loved it um and then what did you love about it like well, it was darkroom. It was film, darkroom mm-hmm. photography. So uh, I just, I don't, I guess I can't really say except for it just spoke to me. Like it, mm, working with a camera just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 
things like um, I've math and science have never really come easily to me, but for some reason, understanding the way that shutter speed and aperture and ISO and all these little intricacies of a manual film camera, just, I just understood them. And it seemed at first, like I was a little daunted by it. And then once I learned, probably because Franz was such a good teacher, um, it really came naturally and I didn't expect it to. And so it really was fulfilling mm, um, to be like, oh, I feel like yeah. I'm really good at some sort of art. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just, the I really liked the assignments. It was a really different way of thinking and seeing the world. Mm. Um, and also it enabled me to do something that, to me wasn't difficult and I could interact with people with like a little less pressure because mm. I have I feel like really I'm quite shy um and once I get to know people I then it's easier but with a camera and especially like so when I'm documenting weddings or um births and particularly like there's a movement of people and what's happening and I just capture what's happening um you're like you're clearly behind the, like right. cliche the lens but you're yeah. you're helping to capture the story and just right. removed from it in that way right yeah so the summer after my senior year in high school my sister jennifer got married and she had a friend who was gonna ph- photograph it and that fell through and so there i was with um my 35 millimeter camera oh with gosh. a 50 millimeter lens on it, which is very limiting. Um, but I photographed as much as I could that day with my camera on black and white film, and it went really well, considering I was yeah. 18. And that's incredible. Um, and it was a family wedding. But and did you have fun doing that? Yeah, I really it was like a family wedding. Too. Yeah, yeah, because there was no pressure. Right. I was like, well, she's gonna get no pictures or whatever I take. Yeah, um, and th- everybody loved them. And like, we still have those pictures; they're still up. And mm. so it was a good way to start. Um, and that wedding photography back in 1998 was very different than it is now Mm -hmm. um what people expected and what they wanted captured um was very different it was just much more simple nobody was shooting digital then um would you say it was much more like kind of like arranged photos versus the candidness um i think it was still a combination of both depending on the photographer okay um um and so it was yeah that's that's a good question but I think it was probably still based on the artist yeah um but you still were working with film was really different because you have to be very intentional with you have to be quick and smart but intentional because you knew in the back of your mind that every frame was costing you money. Mm. So you buy a roll of film for $10 and then you have to pay to get it processed, but you may only deliver, um, you know, out of a roll of 24 pictures, you might deliver, you know, eight. So unless they're all really good, your goal was to maximize those 24 frames Mm. and shoot smartly. Um, because you couldn't import it into Photoshop or people weren't doing that really yet yeah. and manipulate what you wanted to to make it better. So, yeah, it's so wild to think about, like, how yeah. um, clearly how much has shifted. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. you just shot really differently, smarter, yeah. um, but you were less risky. Mm-hmm. There was a lot less, um, for me at the time, there was a lot less experimenting. It was, it was, was... Once I started getting into it, it was more pressure, I realized, because it was yeah. like, oh, if I mess up switching roles or if I somehow think that I put a role in, but I haven't. Right, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Thankfully, that didn't I was happen. That never happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like, I don't know, the art gods were watching me. I'm imagining that. some other photographers who might be listening to this are like, oh, yeah, oh, that's yes. happened. Well, it yeah. can still happen digitally. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of pressure, but 
but I've always really liked it. So my sister friends were all graduating college at the time and starting to get married. So they started hiring me Mm. to shoot their weddings. And I was, you know, in college. So I would shoot in the summer and um, I was flying to different parts of the country to do their weddings. And um, they were just paying my costs, like my expenses. Okay. And I wasn't, I wasn't making money off of it yet. At that you point. were getting like free trips to these places, right? Pretty much, and they'd in like put me up, okay. and I, they'd fly yeah. me out and put me up and feed me, and I'd shoot, and they'd pay for the film and processing and shipping, okay. and yeah, that it was you know at that time it was like that was that was all great, worth it was like it. fun yeah. experience, yeah, and really worth it. Yeah, what was one of your favorites? Do you have like a like a a memory or like a specific location that that jumps out at you as you're talking about this right now? Yeah, loved. one of probably the coolest place I went to was Squim, Washington. Oh my god, it was like out in amazing. the islands. Yeah, and I never would have been to a place like that if that hadn't happened. So they, she got married at. Um, this was my sister's one of her very best friends, um, out on a lavender farm that was like Whoa. on an oh island my gosh. that was like it was just beautiful. Um, wow. So that was really cool. It was a really long time ago now. It was like probably (laughs) 1999, 2000. Um, And then 2000, another one of a family friend from a long long time ago um, got married at the York Tennis Club. And I did their wedding. And as a barter, he made my website. So in 2000 was when I had to he's like all right what's your what's your business name (laughs) I was like oh yeah I should probably have a name for my business yeah I guess I'll just be Tara Photography Mm. and so he has a good ring to it I like it yeah yeah I've always had (laughs) trouble with it it's my name it feels very like like I don't it's a very strong business name in a way but I feel like it it feels weird for it to be my name. Yeah. And be sort I hear of that. like yeah. s- come off as like self centered, but at Even the time you're, one, really you're one of the least self centered people I know. <laughs> but at the yeah, time I hear it that. was just like, well, Easy, I couldn't, yeah. I, it didn't make sense for me to name it anything else. Right. And um, I didn't have any like, I, I didn't have a team of people helping me brainstorm right. and come up totally. with like logo options and all this stuff, which nowadays that's how things usually yeah. go yeah um so yeah he whipped together a little logo and which has changed over the years but the names stay the same so yeah photography.com yeah. was made in 2000 and um i had to scan all my pictures and have them you know made digital so that they could be on the website it was a really great quite a process yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, oh, that's so, so exciting. So that's when Tara Photography officially birthed yeah. and came alive. And that yeah. 2000 was when I started charging for weddings um, and was making an income and teaching. Um, so, yeah, that was... That's amazing. Yeah. Was that, was, like, were you super excited at that time? Like, wow, this is yeah. actually happening? Well, because making Did a website feel, yeah. was, like, so Such cool. a big deal. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm really making it now. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I probably shot then. I was shooting, like, probably this, the same as I was before I had Etta, like, about 15 to 17 weddings a year. Oh, but wow. also On top teaching. Of teaching. So, it was, wow. yeah, it was a lot. Um, but, like I said, weddings were different. They, I would, I, I don't know, if I had to guess, I'd probably say I'd shoot, like, I don't know, eight or ten rolls of film mm-hmm. and then process them. And then I'd just have them all printed, get four by sixes of everything. And then I would end up just delivering the best. Like I'd call out the best and yeah. put them in a little four by six album. And that's what they would get with their right. negatives. That's what it used to be. Yeah. And now it's, <clears throat> you know, I'm shooting like... I don't know, probably five to five a second shooter, five to six thousand pictures, and oh then calling through those to deliver between like, depending on how long they have me, anywhere between 
500 to 1100 pictures get delivered and each of those has to be individually edited so wow it's a totally different that's so intense too like i'm imagining i'm imagining trying to like even um like look at and process like mentally yeah five to six thousand photos like what yeah what are maybe some if you're willing to share yeah what are some of of like the key that's like ingredients that's my word right yeah. <laughs> um key like points that you look for in photos that are like make them like a standout oh we could talk about that i know that could go for hours hour, but maybe like one example um, so uh i guess uh, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know why, is like like the first dance at a mm, wedding. Yeah. Um, there are so many different elements that go into photographing it, like where you stand and what the lighting is. Um, but at the end of the day, there has to be emotion in the picture I was I was like thinking of the word energy I imagine yeah. I'm really trying to capture right that. yeah so but every wedding day is really different and mm. so and everybody feels differently at their first dance mm-hmm. for some people it's really emotional for other people it's hard to be standing up in front of lots of people all those people and yeah do doing that so they feel nervous um and other people are very joyful and they pick a song that's like you know they're all over the dance floor or maybe they did lessons and so it's very focused and like yeah. a whole production mm-hmm. and like really everybody's up cheering so yeah. it's always different but there always needs to be um just capturing what's happening um but putting yourself in the right place to do that um and just shooting through the moment so that's a big yeah. thing that new photographers have to learn to do it's not not um stop when you think you have the great picture but just keep shooting mm. because another great moment could be missed if you pause it's um, like part of a story right yeah so yeah. yeah i think there's there's a lot that goes into a great photo but I mean, composition, putting yourself in the right place, Mm -hmm. um, timing, um, and hopefully you capture that moment where, like, they look at each other and smile, or they, you know, do a dip, or they do it, you know, something happens that is, that stands out, and they're not just standing there. Unique to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, the first dance, they're, a lot of couples are, holding each other close yeah and so their heads are actually next to each other and so you can capture one person's face but not the other person yeah so you really have to hope that they don't stay that way the whole time yeah and that maybe they'll pull away and look at each other like anticipate those possible gaps or moments of space Yeah. yeah because just taking a few doesn't doesn't won't capture the whole feeling of that whole Mm. dance and hopefully something different will happen Um, yeah yeah that's incredible that's cool thanks for giving that example yeah i know like imagining imagining being you like all right what would i be looking for yeah yeah you're you're working at like weddings are very physical um and you're working at like high adrenaline all day long yeah um Probably within and, yourself as well as picking oh, up on yeah. everyone's. Yeah, <laughs> the energy for everybody is different. Yeah. So you kind of actually have to also be a calm mm-hmm. person because people don't want a photographer that they notice. Who's like racing around and trying yeah. to be kind of loud right. in, their, in their body language. Yeah, right. right. So it's sort of you have to be like internally at 150% all day long. Yeah, and containing yourself. Right, because a lot of people <laughs> yeah. are nervous and they're stressed out, mm. and so you have to help be a force of, um, like, calm, and, like, yeah. I have control of... Not I have control, but they can look to me for 
like what should we do next or you know and we a lot of preparation goes into that like yeah. helping them be organized and what they can expect and from me mm-hmm. um and that they can look at me and say what are we doing now like what time is it and where do we go next and all yeah that stuff um so yeah I always equate it to like running a marathon because in the photographer world it's like we call it a wedding hangover yeah because oh, you're just imagine. go 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 and you're like getting up and down off the floor and with all your carrying all your all your around gear, all day right. and just their adrenaline alone is exhausting <laughs> and then the next it, you get but it's so it's like a rush it's yes. like a it's a high like yeah shooting a wedding is like a high um and then you go home and I I just want to see the whole day immediately do you get so, so excited to yeah. So, like, upload all those photos. And yeah, then, I do it. Them. Doesn't, yeah. Like, even if I get home at, like, 1 in the morning, I run downstairs. Chris will be like, <laughs> Chris will, like, carry me back. So he's like, oh, you must be so tired. And he's like, you just you just want to go to bed. I'm like, ah. And now he knows better. He's like, all right, so I'll see you in, like, half an hour because yeah, I have maybe. to upload everything. Yeah. And, and then it will back up overnight. And then I could just, I feel a little less anxious about just having everything backed up. Backed up, I bet. Place. And, yeah, yeah. Um. And it's, sometimes it's nice, like, the day is so busy that I don't necessarily get to, um, like, when the bride's coming down the aisle, if they haven't seen each other yet, mm. it can be a really exciting moment. Yeah. And so, but when you're shooting through and you're shooting fast, yeah. um, and then everything sort of happens fast, you don't necessarily have time to go back and look through um, and... I think they call it chimping, where you stand there and you look at your camera. Oh, that's and you're funny. Like, yeah, you, so they say, like, you don't really have chimping, time to like, stand and, like, chimp over your camera and, like, look through all of your files. So there's certain days that I can think of where I'm, like, I get home and I'm, like, oh, I, I got to go back and look at their first look or mm. look at their first dance or times that happen fast and then the – the day just moves forward and you don't get to see it. So yeah. I usually I'll go back and look at it like when I get home late. And yeah. Because and and, I'll think about it all the way home. Oh, like, I bet. Okay, did I get this? Did I get this? Okay, I got that. And like if I didn't, I just kind of go through this checklist and sometimes I'll get like, oh, God, did I get that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and then I'll go home and then I can sleep. I can actually sleep because mm-hmm. I make sure I've like, I actually did capture everything. Um I can Sorry. I can only imagine I am picturing you Tara like coming home and and like starting to see some of them upload and just like yeah. see a smile on your face like it, I mean what a privilege it must be to like yeah to hold that space and to capture and then like also just get to witness this whole magical experience with yeah people. yeah emotional um, yeah it is yeah I'd it love is. to go back to that point um, when you're talking about really capturing the emotions too. Um, Cause I was, as I was thinking about you and, and interviewing you today, I was thinking a lot about that, that part of your work that, you know, I was like, wow, like you're, so you're not only just taking, you know, it's not just, it's not just taking photos. There's so much trust and building in relationship with all your mm-hmm. clients that yeah. you, um, that you really dive into. And, and we've been talking a lot about wedding, but I also know you do family portraits. You do, um, now birth you know and and like young children and yeah um you capture like I know you've done some branding work you did for me like a while ago but in all those um with all those clients like you have to really that's like such a that must be such a rewarding and and at times challenging but like beautiful piece of what you're creating is that relationship and trust yeah yeah and it, it does it starts with when they just first inquire with you and as a photographer you're there's no um it's not like oh I'm gonna go buy a pair of Nike sneakers so you know that they're pretty much gonna be the same price wherever you go Mm, and you're gonna get the same quality so but for for photographers it's it's really an independent decision how you price yourselves and how you put yourself out there um so if I could the sales part is really something I don't love, mm. but I recognize that I need to get paid for my experience. And so getting on the phone with people or in that first email, 
obviously in budget and what they're investing is an important part of uh, the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to just trust that that they, and this is why my prices are all, like everything is on my website. Yeah. Because I I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I want them to know like this is the investment and if they want to see more or know more, I want to have the investment piece sort of be out of the way. And then what we can focus on when we talk or when we're emailing is what the experience is going to be like. Mm, yeah. And or if they want to get to know me better so that they have better pictures and they feel more comfortable, then that's what we're focusing on. Um, and because for me, if that isn't important to them, um, then I'm it's not, then the best not a good fit. Yeah. Um, so, but if what they want is to have connection captured, then I have to have also have a connection with them. Yeah. Um, or they have to at least understand, or I keep saying have to, but <laughs> I, I hope that they understand that, um, that I want to have a connection yeah. with them. Yeah, I think that and, makes sense. So like, yeah. you have that expectation and that's, that's your, um, desire. You know? Right. We don't have to be like, we don't do like best friends or yeah. like even, or anything, but in, while I'm working with them, I want to feel like. Like we're friends, mm-hmm. you know, and that they feel comfortable and and that I feel respected. Um, and then everybody's happy. Yeah, and that yeah. piece is just clear. Like I imagine right. there are a lot of other business owners, no matter what kind of business you're in, who can relate. I know I can relate to yeah. that piece oh, of, yeah. of not yeah. always enjoying, <laughs> like having to talk about the price and the cost right. of things. Um, and what I know is helps for me, like continue to practice shifting my thinking is also like really getting to like what people are investing in you know like for me it's like they're investing in a transformation of some sort with you it's like these these photos but that are going to be alive forever you know right. having captured um such right. precious like intimate moments so yeah. um yeah yeah i appreciate you speaking to some of that that's that's a yeah big, well, real it does, piece of it it does it does it, it's part of it, it, it's an important element because um, just because it's hard and I feel like a lot of artists have a hard time with pricing themselves mm-hmm. and, and you don't want to not work with people because of the investment um, and so then you figure out other ways to work with people that um, like whether it's doing um, shoots um that are just like mini sessions or donating your time to different causes mm. so that people that you can work with lots of different people. Yeah. Um, so anyway. giving back in different ways. Yeah. Um, so Tara, do you want to continue with this level, like this kind of thread of um, like just intimate relationships that you're building and for you to share, you're now doing birth photography, which I think is absolutely incredible, like courageous, bold, um, and so powerful and beautiful. Yeah. Um, do you mind speaking to that and how how you got to that and and what what that experience is? Yeah. Like? Um, well, I, I realized that outside of my personal life and the things that bring me like real joy, that when I'm actually shooting is what I love the most about my job. Um, I like working at that level of um intensity and now now that I've been shooting longer um I can I was just talking to Chris about this last night like I worry less about the technicality of using a camera and can be present in what's actually happening and mm. aware of all of the other things that are going on whatever it is that I'm shooting um rather than 15 years ago I it was hard to see everything because I you're so focused on how you're operating your camera yeah um and so now that's 
it's much more fluid. Mm. Um, and having that fluidity enables you to capture real things and real moments and in between moments. Mm. Um, really so that in that presence so much. Yeah. More. Yeah. So th- that's, that's an important part of, you know, when people are like, what, how should I, how do I become a photographer? Like how, how do mm. I do work like you're doing? And you just have to, it just takes, like you just need to go use your camera all the time and be comfortable with this and play. And, right. Yeah. It's like when you think about when you first learned to drive. Right. <laughs> and you like can't, you can't think about anything else because you're so focused on just not crashing the car. <laughs> 10 to 2, right? how often do I look in the review mirror yeah. and then the sides and then the fan, yeah. like all the things. Or just like when you're first dating <laughs> mm. and you're like, oh what's your favorite color? <laughs> what's your favorite food? And you're on like autopilot. Mm. And then as you get going, it really is just like a relationship like that, like mm. being mm-hmm. a photographer. As you get comfortable, then you can just take it all in and still be using your camera while also having a conversation and you know what I mean and not like you can relax your body and so um a lot of people do well work photographers I should say you know probably about five years ago I went maybe a little longer I went to um like a photo retreat and they were talking about passion projects and I was like, I don't have time for a passion project. Like, I have three kids, or I was pregnant, or whatever. I'm like, I don't have time for a passion project. Like, literally, I just, I, I love to work, but I also like passion projects. Do you mind expanding on that? Like, oh, like, like, like hobbies, like things you're yeah, excited about. Yeah, it's basically like, like shooting. A passion project for photographers is is shooting something that you're very passionate about and want to bring forth either for yourself or for a cause or something like that Mm -hmm. um but I am very I have not made time to photograph I guess what I photograph is what makes me happy and so I guess my version of a passion project was just thinking about what else do I want to photograph besides weddings and newborns and families um, that does that for me like is really fulfilling in a way that I probably could spend years um, pulling apart why I love to photograph birth Um, but um, the biggest piece of it is that it's a it's a space where I literally am only purely documenting. Mm. There's I and I don't think any birth photographer, this is just my opinion, should have any interaction with what is going on in the room. I mean, aside from if you have a relationship with the mom that is such that she's that you feel like you can say like, Hey, you're doing a great job. Right. You know, be part of a positive voice in the room that they're birthing in. Um, but beside from that, I don't have any interaction with my subjects there. It's, they are, she's doing what she needs to do. And the nurse or the midwife or, or the spouse or partner who is present is they're doing everything that needs to be done. Mm. And I don't have any say in like who does what or where they stand or there's no posing whatsoever. Right. You're simply um, in the room and then yeah. taking So that, I really like forward. that piece of it. Yeah. Um, because I don't have to say, you know, it's a, like weddings, there's like the whole, you know, you get to do family portraits, but it's a lot of direction and telling people where to stand and how to stand and, do this or you know the, for just for that part of the day right but really um it's the only thing that I photograph that is purely purely documentary um because even my family sessions there's certain shots that I like to get that I need to help them achieve mm. because people don't naturally 
no just always what to do yeah <laughs> they don't naturally like be super close together mm-hmm. um and even newborn portraits there's so, there's so many things going on for new moms and yeah. babies that uh, that I have to interact and help them um so that's that uh, that element of photographer with subject is what I love about it yeah there's I'm just saying unlike anything you've ever done before yeah Yeah. how so how has it evolved I imagine so the the process to even be able to like was that tricky to be able to be in a room um depending on the facility or the location or permission Um, like all those that's a good question um I knew that I wanted to do this and so I at the Seacoast Mom and Baby Expo I started talking to people um it was I don't even really know how I just had started seeing images on social media of births that were very benign now they're much more raw which is wonderful mm-hmm. um and I was like oh that's I like that that's an interesting idea and having had three babies myself, I felt like I could access um, that space in a way that um, was respectful. And I had been through childbirth. Yeah. Um, and also I've worked with so many moms over the years, um, like right after they've had a baby or in the first two weeks. And um, so I, I knew that it was something that I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I for me personally, I didn't love being pregnant. My pregnancies were, you know, just hard and yeah. um, had a lot of nausea. And so the pregnancy part, but Which I've always not really talked about. No, <laughs> always think like I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved feeling the baby move and. Mm. Um, but it but they were hard yeah um, and then but the actual like labor and delivery like the actual act of pushing a baby out I really loved Chris would be like <laughs> uh, really <laughs> I don't think so um I was there no, but um that is but, that athlete in you right it's like that yeah. like yeah that tenacious fierce like and also yeah. the reward. Well, the reward you know, is like, like yeah, the, yeah. But the the forty weeks is long <laughs> and it's hard. And for some people, it's not as hard. For right. Some people, it's way harder than what I had. Um, but I really did like looking back on it. I felt very. Um, I felt really strong going through labor and delivery, mm. um, even with epidurals. I still felt like. I did as much as I could and then I would rest and then I'd push giant babies out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, going through all that, I felt like, well, I could do this and I could do it. I could do it well, but I knew that I needed to give it a try, like try it out a few times before, um, I expected people to pay me to do it, not knowing, about timing and mm. um, really timing was the biggest factor. Yeah. Or, you know, how I I was pretty sure I could handle like being in the room and like blood doesn't make me squirmish. Yeah. And you know, that kind of stuff doesn't doesn't affect me in a negative way. Um I'm not like a fainter or anything. Like yeah. That, that wouldn't um, really work, right? Yeah, that, that would really work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so I at that baby expo I think Etta must have been one. So she, you know, I knew I was done having my own babies and was starting to, like, I had just gotten through the first year of her life and was, like, starting to see, like, a light at the end of the tunnel of, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I can start to get into, to war- move toward my business being exactly what I mm. wanted to be. Like, shoot, what, only what I what really makes me happy and that's a very fortunate place to be yeah. um, I mean it's been a lot of years of shooting a lot of stuff that you know just to pay the bills but, yeah um do you find sorry to interrupt you for a second yeah. Tara that your experience because you had a pretty traumatic um birth experience with Etta and and that was a 
like I know just a challenging year um just you know your recovery and your healing and powerful yeah. too do you feel like that experience led you also to that place of of really wanting to be in that in yeah. that place with your business too, yeah like coming from joy and yeah I think it must be I thought that Etta's birth was going to be my the home birth that I always wanted to have. Yeah. Like Chris and I would joke about um I was like, okay, well, Lola came fairly fast, so I was like hopeful that maybe it would Etta would come too fast and I'd just have to have her at home. Mm, right. <laughs> and um I was like, so if that happens, which do I want to replace? Do I want to replace my mattress first? Or do <laughs> I love that you went all the way. I, know, I was like, or do I want to replace the rug in our bedroom? Like, if I'm going to give birth, I'm like, where should I, like, make it really messy so that I can get, like... <laughs> what else are we going to get out of yeah, this? Like, no, I love that. It's yeah. just so raw I was like, I was like, okay, well, so where should it happen? And so I was like, either fine with either. Would have been, like, a bonus. <laughs> and then it didn't go that way at all. Yeah. Um, and... So luckily, you know, the, everything happened really fast and Etta was like, you know, they were doing the C-section and Chris was standing there and I was like, you need to take pictures of her mm. being born. And he was like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, honey, they're, they're like, I can see like, you know, there's like a lot of stuff going on down there. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm on the operating table and I'm conscious and I'm like looking at him like do it <laughs> like in my head I'm like are I'm like, you fucking can... kidding me like I'm the one here getting cut open the least you can do is take a picture and so he was like he's like okay I'll do it and so he just held, he just held up his phone over the drop cloth wow. or, or the drape and then and took some pictures and the lighting in there now nowadays is actually they keep it low but the mm. lighting then was probably because it was emergency it's so bright. Um, it was so bright yeah and the, the pictures that he got were incredible like were and it's, so that's a good question that you ask because I haven't really thought of it that way but I think those pictures that he took really were really were really powerful for me mm. um because it I was so you feel or I felt so separate from the birth that was happening. Yeah, because I didn't have any control over it. Yeah, um, or any say in it really. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pictures helped. Like, okay, that's what happened. To feel more connected to it. Yeah, and to like to actually get to see from yeah. a different, I guess, lens. You know right. what was going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so over the last five years since her birth. Um, like I just put her baby book together in like January. That's January. She's already five. five years oh later. Oh my gosh! And actually, looking through the you're pictures, so not alone in that, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> in terms of baby third books, baby. Like, oh. Actually, Lola's is less oh done than Etta's, but I was yeah. like the fifth birthday seemed monumental, so I was mm. like, oh, I guess we should do this. But anyway, um, yeah, I, that definitely plays a part in. Um, it, she was a life-changing baby in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and a very wanted baby. Yes. Um, and I wanted more chaos in my life. I said, I know a third, our, our life is too easy. Let's add a third <laughs> child. And, <laughs> and she did that in, like, all the best and ways that I wanted. life is wonderfully chaotic. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, so the birth photography, so I put the word out on the street so to say at the baby expo i think it was oh yeah and do you mind we've mentioned the baby expo yeah a couple times yeah just to do a shout out like what is the mom and baby so the seacoast mom and baby expo um is put on by darcy and jonathan sowers and it's in i think this year it's october i know it's in october and it's in october So look it up. Look up the Seacoast Mom and Baby Expo. Yeah, it's top of my head. I can't remember the date, but it's been in my calendar since, like, late last fall because I literally revolve my um, – I won't take a wedding on that date because I it's I love it so much. Um, it's incredible. And it's a great – it's a great expo that's not too big and it's not too small. It's just the right size. <laughs> um, and it's for – 
all moms who are expecting babies, um, I mean, and for any women, there's lots of services there that are for postpartum and um, prenatal, but also, you know, like I, I just worked with um, a pelvic therapist with Ryan. Oh um, yeah. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I can't remember. But um, <sighs> I can't remember the name of this. I'm trying to think of which one because I know a few. But. Um. Well. Anyway. Expecting but a pelvic, pelvic health. Yeah, which is incredible. So I just met with her because that. of all that happened with my last birth was, I worked with her for like a few months. So mm-hmm. anyway, I met her through there. And so it's for women of all ages. It's such an incredible place yeah. to connect, to network, to yeah. even, yeah. So even if you're having, if this is, you know, even if you've been a few years away from having kids, right. you know, it's for families. It's or if incredible. it's your, whether it's your first baby or your yeah. fifth baby. Exactly. Um, there's always something to be learned about the experience of childbirth and postpartum and all that stuff no matter where you're at so yeah so at that expo that must have been 2015 I was talking to a mom who was also a a vendor there and she had heard that I was interested in birth photography and she was like I heard that you were looking for somebody and I'm having a baby in the spring. Would you, you know, and I was like, oh, yes. This let's is your open this. window. That's, That's exciting. Like, so it kind wow. of just happened very organically. And this woman she is wonderful. <laughs> she just uh, um, is a very personable person and loves children and um, was really enthusiastic. And um, I've known her for a while. So um, I did her birth. And just to, you know, I said, I'm going to do this, not, no charge. I just want to, like, go through the motions of, I feel like I owed it to future moms for me mm. to go, if they're going to pay me, that I need to know exactly what I'm getting into. Um, wow, tireless. So, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it was your experience and your learning. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, it was good. I did two births um, that pretty close to each other that spring that were a third and fourth baby for these moms and they were a good taste of like the level of stress of being on call like when you're on call I go on call um two weeks before their um I call it a guest date but it's also called an estimated due date um but really could happen anytime right in between four to six weeks like anytime after 30 weeks standard yeah it could happen um or earlier um, it's gotta be so hard to like to you just you just have to be able to go with the flow that right. must be like one of the hardest pieces that's that's really what they're investing in yeah is i have my phone on and it doesn't go off until after the baby's born so it's on for sometimes as long as six weeks mm. um which means i don't leave I don't go outside of like a half an hour outside of Dover. Oh um, wow! So yeah, yeah there's that piece too. The like, you really have to. Yeah, I'm on call. Like wow, it's, Tara. it's like being a doctor, except for yeah, the doctor works in an office and can be like, oh, I can't get it. This doctor is going to get it. Right. So now I work with a. I have a backup photographer from um, who lives in Newfields, and oh, that's wonderful. So that's Amazing. nice. It just yeah. takes a lot of pressure off of those times when like. Um, like if I have a wedding, yeah, that like if I book a wedding first and I take a birth, they is on the contract. Like okay, so this date I have a wedding, Jenny will be my backup photographer for that day, and I can still shoot the wedding. Yeah, she's happy. Um, so but those first two births came and happened very uneventfully. They both called me at like five o'clock at night on a weekday. So like. I just called Chris and was like, hey, you know, I got to go to the hospital. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm on my way home. And so... Like, the it, time. It was, like, The timing effortless. of the first two births <laughs> was, like, really effortless. And then I went and they labored a little bit and then pushed for, like, you know, 20 minutes maybe. What? And then had <laughs> oh a baby gosh. and I'd stay for 90 minutes to two hours after. Wow. And so I was, like, back home by, you know nine ten at night for these first two births i'm like oh that was easy i've got this i can totally do births 
And I'm imagining then, since then things have been a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Then the, my very first paying birth, I was like, this is how many births I'm going to take. I had this goal. I want to do a birth suite. Like, do their maternity pictures, their birth, fresh 48, newborn pictures. Oh, wow. Like, it's that's like incredible. A, like package. a whole package. Yeah. Um, that I would, that's my, like, dream is to do that for every mom. Um, and... So this, we did her, this first paying client, we did her maternity pictures. They went great. Um, And we kept in touch really closely. I knew she was in labor. I knew everything that was happening. And ultimately, um, I got a text that said, "Um, we're going to leave for the hospital within an hour. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so I have... I have about 45 minutes before I need to leave for the hospital. Mm. And they were um, about 20 minutes from the hospital where the, where she was at home laboring. Okay. And so, you know, I, I had time to, like, get my stuff together. The babysitter was had been notified. And then after I got that text, I, I guess she went into, like, ex- what's called an accelerated labor so she started vomiting and things started happening really fast and so when things are happening really fast you're not thinking about me the photographer right Right. unless um the husband is you know really on it like really or somebody in the room is really like aware of but when things happen fast like that it can be scary Mm. um yeah especially if think if the mom feels out of control so um yeah it was all said and done nobody told me that they left for the hospital um she was vomiting the whole way to the hospital and started had feeling like she had to push in the car i came to find out later and so i get a text like you should run she's pushing and i was like I don't know where you are. I thought you were still home. <laughs> so, um, needless to say, I got there about 15 minutes after the baby oh, was born. Oh, no. Um, and I cried about that for a long time, weeks. Mm. I was just like, oh, my God, I thought I could do this, and I just don't know if I can. And But just all the different was, layers and pieces yeah. you have to think about, you know. And but that piece, I talked to the birth doula, who's a good friend of mine, and she really, she really helped me process it and figure out how to learn from it Mm. when this happened I didn't talk about it to anybody for a long time because I was just I felt like it was my fault oh Um, so you felt like you had failed yeah I felt like oh I failed this mom oh and I just felt awful so I did a fresh 48 session for her and a newborn session Mm. in place of that and um she got actually a lot more photographically than just the birth yeah um and after I talked to the birth doula, it was really interesting because I was trying to figure out, like, what could I have done differently? H- how can we commu- communicate better? How- what can I put in place for a mom so that we're communicating really well mm-hmm. and clearly? So it actually, in the long run, was a really good thing to happen that early yeah, like, on. what great learning right. that you got to yeah. eventually experience with, with this third one as opposed to the first two. Right. There was just no, right. it just happens easily. Yeah. yeah. So now, now I can say like, it's, I'm, I'm really glad that that happened when it did in mm. my birth photography career because, because I felt like it made me a better birth photographer um, and understanding how wildly different every birth is yeah. and that things can happen really fast and, that my communication and their communication, we have to be very clear about how that will look when the time comes and preparing the moms for my level of interaction in their labor yeah. at that time. Yeah. In the, I'm only that involved when we're figuring out how things are going and when should I arrive. Mm-hmm. Other than once I'm there. I'm, That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but the, the, the birth doula was helpful because she said, you know, her, that birth happening that fast was more traumatic for her than 
worrying about whether it was photographed or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. for a mom... Just so scary. To, like, her first baby was a long three-day, like, induction and really difficult. And so she did not expect to go from zero to a baby in an hour. Yeah. And that that can be, in itself, really... So intense. Difficult to yeah. process. So yeah. I, it was good to learn that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and how great um, and how wonderful that you were able to lean into her support, the dual support, yeah. and, and to process that. Yeah, because that's yeah. a different way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So since that's then, incredible, Tara. This, the last birth I did was my 12th birth, so it's been three years, and they're sort of spaced out. Um, I take them now when, as a family, we know it's good for everybody is okay with me being on call. Yeah. Um, and I don't have too many prior commitments. So, like, I don't, I'm not going to take a birth when I know I have a wedding every weekend mm-hmm. because I've realized about myself that I don't want to miss a birth. Even if, mm. it, even if I have a backup, mm-hmm. I get very, I want to be there. Yeah. I do it because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone else to do it for me. So, um, your level, Tara, of, connection to your work and and I mean I'm like I'm like I'm trying to think of the different way to, to put it but just passion behind mm-hmm. it and desire to like really be in it um and present is is so palpable and it's so beautiful oh, I mean it's it's yeah. like just listening to you I mean I've known you and have witnessed your um, evolution with Tara photography and what you're doing and get to see your photographs um but to actually like feel your energy behind you I'm sharing all this. It's really, it's amazing. It's powerful. Yeah, it's so cool. I, I know. I get, I get like my heart starts pounding when I start talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like about birth and. Well, talk about primal. Like you're capturing these like really, yeah, you use the word in, intensity. It's like intense. It's primal. It's raw. It's emotional. Um, yeah. And every, yeah, gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot more than we can. Put words to yeah in the short time um but um but i really love it for yeah there, it's there is so much so much is there in in anybody who's given birth any woman who's given birth it's a, such a unique experience yeah um, and now i've done home births and hospital births and um one c-section Wow. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, Do you, when you reflect back on your, so you have three incredible, beautiful girls. Um, do you reflect back and wish you had had that opportunity? Like, are you grateful to be now creating this? Question. And, um, and when I say that opportunity, anyone listening, I'm meaning like to have isn't her, it, one of her It's interesting because putting myself back into like my first, baby um I can understand why people are hesitant to have a birth photographer because you don't you're so nervous about what is birth going to be for me yeah how is it gonna look um so much unknown and yes so much unknown it's it can be really scary um and so the women who are first-time moms who ask me to photograph their birth I I'm really in awe of like they're in a very different mental space than I was Mm -hmm. where I was just really um really nervous about it and you just it's like this big blank spot ahead of you that you have no idea how it's gonna go or how it's gonna feel and no matter how many people tell you about their own experience you still can't (laughs) understand it until you mm. are there yeah so I don't know if I would have at that point in my life um I think now like yeah. if I was gonna have a baby now I would have it photographed yeah. um and so but so I, no, it's not for everybody yeah um I think it could be mm-hmm. if enough if women were if our culture keeps evolving yes. and for women who are giving birth um 
and that birth is beautiful and all birth is beautiful no matter how it happens or where it happens or when it happens or for who it happens Mm -hmm. um so um i think if that continues in that direction it will become more um more people will be looking for birth photography yeah um so but also people have to understand why why what they're investing in like you know why it costs so much to have yeah. a birth photographer yeah um, but I talk about we've already talked multiple times about the relationship but the level of trust that yeah that one in particular I would imagine takes plus again all the unknown and the logistics and yeah yeah so in the time sense. like yeah. really just you know I'm, You're on I'm call. putting my <laughs> family on hold for yeah usually it's like four weeks um but sometimes longer yeah um and maintaining that level of stress mm. um but to me it's worth it yeah it's like I then I get to the the day of the birth and it really is just one day of like real stress yeah it's not a daily thing it's like when it's actually happening then I have to make sure like Everything my kids up. have <laughs> basically it just comes out like I gotta have child care yeah last minute and so I finally have found a person who's really good at being able to help also me be on call <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so that's great yeah talk about I mean look at that Tara like you after you had Etta that was your vision that was your like strong desire and you made it happen um it's really incredible yeah that's true yeah (laughs) yeah you um you've mentioned your kids a lot I'm curious to know what is one of your favorite things about being a mom oh that's a good question um probably the same reason that I why I love photographing mothers and children and births is I have a I love being a mom because how do I say that I feel like I'm making my own story of motherhood for myself um, because my upbringing was different um, and my relationship with my own birth mother is not really there Mm -hmm. Um, I had a wonderful my grandmother was raised me in that she was an amazing mother yeah but it is different there you know now you know spending your life observing mothers and daughters biological mothers and daughters um it's I really it is really special to be a mother to your own children and um how what that means and how strong it is and just that feeling of like when your baby's born and you're like holy shit like (laughs) I would like kill a bear for you like with my bare hands <laughs> right talk about primal <laughs> yeah and yeah yeah that yeah. that just that feeling alone is mm. you can't that feeling doesn't come from anywhere else yeah mm. um in my own life it doesn't I don't have that feeling with anything else yeah. besides for my own children yeah I'm not saying other people can't feel that way about it but I don't know your experience my experience yes yeah. that um yeah, but you do, I feel like you, it's very challenging, and I feel like you, I, I wonder, you you know, I recognize that they don't, that your children don't recognize that about motherhood, or they don't need to or should until they become parents. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, I it's tricky. Yeah, I often think of that in my own experience, you, yeah. You know, when they're complaining about, like, whatever it is something something simple and you're like oh if you only knew (laughs) like like how much sacrifice is being made mm. so that you know you can have this or do this yeah um, and just balancing it out so that it's everybody's happy and just the constant learning let's talk about yeah 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 about practice and learning always yeah it's incredible yeah well thank you yeah i was just thinking about that with you yeah yeah. yeah. So, and actually, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you must have so many pictures of your kids," but I really don't. 
um, bring out the big guns, my good camera, very often. Mm -hmm. Um, Within your own family. Yeah, Yeah. I don't. I should. And some people, like, you know, they do their passion project will be, like, it's, like, photo 365 where they take a picture of their kids, like, every day of the year. Mm. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything special. But for me, um, my kids aren't – they – just they get funky when I have the camera out. I guess if I did it more, they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but also, I it the iPhone. I can just take a picture, right? And it is what it is, right? And maybe I like play with it and yeah. like a little app that I have and make it better. But if I take it with my professional camera, the pressure is on to then call the pictures and edit them yes. before I do anything with them. And I, there's I'm already doing that for everybody else. So I respect that. Trying to keep that that line, you know, for you, I imagine, yeah. between your career, your profession, and your family. And like yeah. to keep it a little bit more clear as opposed to that blurred. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then I don't want to have children who grow up and be like, there's With, no good wait, pictures What about us? I know. <laughs> so I I do bust it out certain times. Yeah. Like vacation. Some you know, when we go away for vacation, I always bring it. Mom's bringing so. the big guns out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tara, this has been absolutely wonderful. It's been such a gift. Um, I always enjoy, I mean, my absolute favorite part about being like podcasting is having the chance to sit with someone and truly land in presence. You know, you've been talking about that, like really being present in with your photography. Um, but, you know, I've known you for many years but to really get an opportunity to learn more about you yeah. and, and really hear um, your backstory and dive into what you've been doing now. It's such a gift so thank you thank you for having me